1240 AM WSBC. Welcome back, folks, to another week of the Hoolies Hooli Radio Hour. This show is presented to you by the Cork and Carry Irish Pub. There's one in Beverly and there's one in Bridgeport. Visit them both. Say hello to the proprietor, Billy Guidi, and tell them the Hoolahan Brothers sent you. Fox's Beverly Pizza, finest thin crust pizza on the south side of Chicago. Flood Brothers Disposal. You got stinky garbage. We're coming up in the fall. It's getting a little colder. It's not going to smell as much, but it's going to be a nuisance. Call the floods. Get it taken care of. Madden Funds. If you have any money left over and you're looking to invest it and put it in a safe spot, call Mike or Dan Madden at Madden Funds. And Guinness Irish Stout. Guinness is good for you. My name's Patty Houlihan. I'll be your host all hour. Billy's not here this weekend. Uh, He's on a little fishing trip, and Clay is still on a hiatus from the show. So it's just me all by my lonesome. And because it's all me, I discussed with our producer, Mike Sarkowski, that maybe we do a little best of uh, episode of what, what's happened uh, in the Hooli sphere of the last year. Uh, and Mike suggested some of these clips that we're going to hear uh, throughout the show. Some of it is uh, my uh, my new infatuation with Bumble after uh, being separated from my wife. And, uh, and we're going to also go into a segment that talks about some lovely... Uh, teenage lacrosse players that I met at the White Sox game earlier this year. So it's the the dirty old man episode, I suppose. Uh, but first, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to hear a great interview I did with my good friend Sean Bear Flannery earlier this year, who has a wonderful one-person show called Places I Can't Return To and a book. So check it out and uh, go online and, and find that book. That's all about growing up Irish Catholic in the Cleveland area and his drinking mishaps over the years. So let's take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we'll hear from Sean Bear Flannery. On the Death Walk of Saloons that decorate Western Avenue, only the Cork and Carry Irish Pub, the soul of Beverly, sits right on a 50-yard line of Chicago's Southside Irish St. Patrick's Day Parade at 106th and Western. Generations of Southside Irish have quenched their thirst in the cork, snuggling up to memories of family faith and fierce loyalty to friends. It's the jewel of this neighborhood where we celebrated weddings, christenings, wakes, and unforgettable victories. Proprietors Bill Guidi and Mike Fitzpatrick now celebrating 20 years in business welcome you home for a cold brew to share a good story or help you throw one hell of a party. With over 20 beers on tap and a full bar for your pleasure, this is the spot you can sink a root and get your Irish on. Cork has plenty of seating, from our private event rooms to our 300-person beer garden. Our interior space brings you back to the homeland of Ireland with our vintage photos and authentic Irish decor and Chicago memories of the good old days. So say hello to a stranger, make a new friend, fall in love, or just enjoy the company of people you forgot you knew. The Cork and Kerry continues the Southside tradition parents and grandparents brought here from the old country. Come on by the Cork and Kerry and get some. The Cork and Carry Irish Pub, 10614 Southwestern Avenue, for private parties, just pals hanging out, or intimate cocktail rendezvous. Come on home to the south side of Chicago at the Cork and Carry. Hey, listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me, and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. When your family has suffered a loss, the Sheehy family will be there for you. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes are third generation family owned and operated. The Sheehy family has dedicated many years of their lives serving families throughout Chicago and the Southwest suburbs. The Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Home was incorporated in 1913 as a storefront at 76th and Halsted Street in Chicago. At the time, this was one of the few standalone funeral homes of its kind and was to be the first of many to come bearing the Sheehy name. The founder, Roger Sheehy Sr., was soon joined in business by his three sons, Roger Jr., Jack, and Bob. 
The four provided a personal service that became a foundation for success. This trademark of service is evident 98 years later as Bob and Jim Sheehy, third generation, own and operate two locations in Orland Park and Burbank. As a family owned and operated funeral home, the Sheehys believe the one thing that separates them from the others is the personal service they can provide. The name on their sign outside the funeral home should mean something. For them, it's very important that everyone be treated as if they were family, friend, or neighbor, as they very well could be. The Sheehy's entire staff consists of individuals who care about each and every family they serve. Every detail is handled in a professional and personal manner. On a daily basis, the directors Bill Kiley, Mike Rico, and John Sullivan, and all of their other staff take great, great pride in their work, serving families as if they were their own. The Sheehy's pride themselves on offering the highest level of professionalism with every family they serve. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes, here for you since 1913. Don't touch that dial. The Hoolies Hoolie returns in just a moment. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thing crustza that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family. Pick up or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Foxes in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Our next guest, and it is Sean Flannery, Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Bear Flannery. Uh, I've known Sean here for probably 10 years, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, someone I revered here in the Chicago comedy community for a long time. And, and uh, I've, he, he has a show called The Blackout Diaries. And he has a brand new book out called Places I Can't Return To, uh, which chronicles all of his mishaps of drinking over the past 25 oh, years. Yeah, I know that. And I'll tell you, boy, it's quite entertaining. So with that being said, please welcome to the program, Sean Bear Flannery. Sean, hi. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you oh, for coming. Man, I'm thrilled yeah. to have you here. Uh, we've been, we, maybe your ears were burning over the years as we were talking here on Broken yeah, Radio. Yeah, I think we, it was going to work out before, then COVID hit, and uh, but yeah, it's great to, to finally be here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Places I Can't Return To. So, uh, this is a book um, that intertwines my own stories, so each chapter is a place I can't go back to. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not all drinking places, and I wasn't necessarily, a lot of them I was asked to never return to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of them just don't exist, like Cleveland Municipal Stadium, Old Yankee Stadium. Right. Right. Yeah. So some of them just, you know, are at the bottom of lakes now and so yes. on. Um, I fell on a toilet at Old Yankee Stadium. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I could tell you the story that happened to me at Old Yankee Stadium, but I went to Yankee Stadium. Patty, you know the story about me where I uh, fell off a roof and broke my back in three places. I do. And maybe for our listeners, if we have time today, we'll, we I'd love it if you could recite one of the stories from the book. I, I will I will do that, sure. Okay. But uh, just to tell you real quickly what I did at Yankee Stadium. So I then went, so I, I fall off a roof, fall three stories, break my back in three places, shatter my heel. 72 hours later, I leave for a road trip to go to Yankee Stadium to see the <laughs> Cleveland Indians play. <laughs> and uh, it's like 105 degrees. And uh, I had, I couldn't, they actually had this like metal uh, torso brace I had to wear okay. to make my back like the vertebrae straight. Go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I couldn't wear it in like 100, it was just too hot. So I, we went to a Biggins Tall shop and I just got like the biggest socks you've ever seen. And my <laughs> friend tied like 
50 socks around, around my torso. Okay. So I had this really weird body, you know, where <laughs> I, had, like, yeah, yeah. I had like this fat gut, but everything else was skinny. And anyhow, I was on crutches and we walk in and this is like the 1990, this is I think like 1996. Okay. And, uh, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, or I don't know if this was your experience at Old Yankee Stadium, but, like, every usher there is, like, 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're all just, like, old New Yorkers that want to watch the game. Well, and... I was a toddler when I fell in the toilet at Yankee oh. Stadium, so I don't really remember <laughs> much of that. <laughs> well, that would make more sense, but this old guy is just like, you know, hey, do you want to sit in the handicap section? Like, he just sees me struggling. Sure. And I'm like, you know. Duh. Like, do I qualify? He goes, well, you look pretty bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so anyways, we go there, we get drunk, and I'm like, I'm like, man, these women are all, it's right by, like, uh, the Yankees dugout. Oh, so it's like the players' wives. Yeah, I I didn't put it together at first. I was like, these women are all gorgeous, and they all know, like, like utility infielders and like yeah, they're yeah, like right. super they're... well informed. <laughs> yeah. And we realize it's the Yankees wives and we end up like getting drunk with them oh, at like wow. some bar in the Bronx. It was Oh, great. They, you guys went out with them afterwards? We did. Did you yeah. explain why you were in some weird contraption? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um you've hosted a show here in Chicago. First of all, you had you you came to Chicago from Cleveland. Correct. How did that happen? Did you come to Chicago to be a stand-up comedian? I did not. I just wanted to move to a bigger city. I wanted all my guys that stayed home, like, we're getting multiple DUIs. Like, I always hung out with, like, big drinkers. Where did you grow up in in Cleveland? Uh, So I, in sixth grade, we actually moved down to a rural area outside of Akron. Okay. So from like sixth grade through college, then I went to college at John Carroll, which is in the city of Cleveland. And you went to Walsh Jesuit for boys. Went to Walsh Jesuit, which is a very predominantly known hanging out on the flats. Yeah, yeah. Drinking a lot of drink, doing a lot of drinking on the flats. Totally. Yeah. So, so you you come to Chicago to just for a fresh start. How old are you? I was twenty three. Okay. Oh no, still baby. Yeah. And at what point? Did you decide that you wanted to get on stage and start talking? I to started stand up in Chicago, I think at age twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. So I, I worked as a computer uh, engineer for Ernst and Young. Okay. F- uh, full time, like very successful IT career right. prior to going into stand up okay. comedy. Right. Um, but I don't know, it was just always in my head and then you know, one of the th- great things about Chicago is it's just such a comedy town that it's, like, really easy to just find open mics, to just start a career in it if right. you want to yeah. do it. So, And and from there, you, you sort of surrounded yourself with a group of comedians that were known as Blurreds. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of those guys, including yourself, are immensely talented and have gone on to very successful careers. Yeah, we had a we had a great group. Like the guy who did all our videos, his name was Jordan Vote Roberts. He directed Call Kong Skull Island. And right. He's right. working on a new movie now. Kings of the Summer was his. Was, yes, that was, was like his first successful alcoholics. Maybe. Uh, he also directed that, which was a short with T.J. Miller, who right. was also in the group. In the uh, Blurds crew. Yeah. So who were the Blurds? It was Kyle you? Kyle Kinane, like Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Um, C.J. Sullivan. C.J. Sullivan, Jared Logan, Prescott Tolk, uh, Nate Craig. I'm, I mean, there, there was, at, at at its biggest group, I think there was like 13 of us. So it was oh, wow. it was kind of a big, uh, it was kind of a big group. Mike Holmes, Mike Bridenstine. Yeah. What was the um, concept of that? Like, hey, let's let's form like so a Blurred click? So Blurds started as blogs for nerds. Okay. And there wasn't... Uh, this is before Funny or Die or anything right. like that, and there wasn't a great, like, website for just reading daily funny jokes or seeing videos. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we would post our videos to, like, MySpace. Like, that's how they sure. would go viral. Okay. You know, this is how long ago it was. Right. Um, and the videos just took off that we did. And yeah. we we kind of were all so young, and we were all drunks, and was, it's, it's, it was hard to keep the group together. Sure, sure that makes yeah, perfect yeah, sense. Was yeah. Jordan Voigt, was he, like, he the powerful force behind it because he's the film guy? Was he, like, does he come up and, like, start hanging out at comedy shows and be like, you, 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 you guys are all going to make videos with me? Yeah, you know, we, I, I think how it actually started is we were going to do a live show, like, all of us were going to do a live show. And we're like, well, let's film some videos for it, yeah. you know, and then we'll we'll start posting stuff online. And we had seen Jordan do this really funny video at the Lincoln Lodge because they had a variety act. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like really well done. It's actually this uh, uh, it's a Chicago spoken word artist at Joel Chimera. I think I might uh, I might be pronouncing his last name wrong, but it, it's uh, about all the 
different ways different liquors get him drunk like the different highs oh, he gets from like oh. whiskey versus beer and so on yeah. but anyhow it was really well done so we asked Jordan would you film these videos and we were just going to use them for the launch party and yeah. like maybe to get like sponsorship and it like took off and they were by far the most successful part of the website like we thought everyone was going to want to read our blogs right and, oh, you, yeah. you know that yeah, we were yeah. going to be like these modern humorists and yes. and it was like no we want the videos you yeah. know like that's all we want which, which I mean they were great and Jordan's great too um but the problem is it was like they were so good that Jordan started getting paying offers yeah. and it was just impossible to find anyone who could do what he did video, what what he did yeah. for the money we had. Yes, you know? makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, uh unlike a lot of your counterparts who then went on and moved to LA to start mm-hmm. uh, or or move forward in their comedy careers, you're married with children and yep. you still had the day job and you're like I'm staying here. Yeah, you know, I always you know there's pluses and minuses to every, you know, path you want to do in sure. comedy. I, I do think the surest way to get success is probably to move to LA or New York. Yeah. But, you know, I you know, I looked at some of my friends and I was like, you know, they have all the opportunities that if it all goes right for me, like this is almost a best case. And they have three roommates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't pay as much. Like yeah. getting on Conan, getting like unless you're willing to parlay that into like year round touring, it just doesn't. Or mm-hmm. if you're an actor and you can use that like to get on a TV sure. show, which I can't do. I I can't act, I, and I don't want to act. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't like doing it. Like I, I consider it boring. It's just not for me. Um, Until the network says we're turning places I can't return to into a sitcom. I mean, you know, man, I would I would write. I love to write, but I yeah. would be like, you don't want me in front of the camera, and I don't want to be in front. Like, I don't know. Like, I had for Blurreds, we had to act out the scenes, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just like the Midwest Irish in me, mm-hmm. but when you just sit there while everyone else is working, <laughs> you know, because yeah. like they'll just sit there and light you and you check you weird. out for like a half hour, and everyone's working hard but you, and right. you're like, I feel like a piece, of yeah. you know, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, yeah. Um, but um, so I was like, you know what? I like my life in Chicago. We have a house in Oak Park. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is also special needs and all his doctors were here. And I was like, I, you know, and yeah. I've always just had a good luck at I have, a, you know, the Blackout Diaries. I have a weekly show at the Comedy Bar. Well, that's like, why, you know, I had like stability. here. You're very prolific and it's it's very, very hard to be as prolific as you are. And and to have a family life and a full time job at the same time, and that's I guess that's why I've been so uh, you know enamored with your work over the years. Thank you. Because I found myself in a similar situation. Yeah. Um, but always wanting to go like, how does this guy find the time or the energy, and how does yeah. his wife put up with it? And <laughs> and and he's got and and he has a show yeah. called The Blackout Diaries, which is essentially, folks, it's 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 some comedians, and then it's some just regular day civilians that are recruited yeah. to come up on stage, and they have slides. And they tell a very revealing story, often embarrassing, about a time that they had too much to drink. And the show is sponsored by Jepson's Malort. Correct. Uh, and everybody knows what Malort is here yeah. in Chicago if yep. you've worked in bars. Um, and th- the show kind of branded itself and spun out. And outside of this book that you just wrote called Places I Can't Return To, you also have uh, a podcast called The Blackout Diaries. Just debuted this week actually was now, our first episode first episode now there was a prior uh incarnation of the blackout diaries podcast years before that i did by myself i think i did 13 episodes okay and i was really proud of it i liked it but it, it, it's just too hard to mix everything yourself to yes. host it yourself yes. I mean, you guys know how it, you have a yeah. yes we have know, mike yeah you have great help here but yeah. um I just I couldn't sustain it with everything else I had going on. But now we we, we got signed to a podcast company, right? So you have like a tech, a dedicated tech, yeah. Starburns sure, yeah. Audio. And my co-host stopped drinking, so like because you can't do oh. it with two drunks. You need one of you needs to have your. Somebody's got to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> your co-host is CJ Sullivan. CJ Sullivan, yeah, hilarious uh, comedian who's also a comedian who works extensively here in uh, yeah. Chicago and L.A. and opens a lot for T.J. Miller a lot. That is correct. I like the fact that your crew kind of stuck together. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, we're all still really tight. You know? and and uh, so I'm wishing you guys uh, immense success on the Thank Blackout uh, Diaries podcast. You can, where can you find that? Is it on iTunes and just Google it? It's on it? every place now, yeah. Wherever you like to listen to uh, podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, uh, you will find Blackout Diaries there. It's part of the Starburns Audio Radio Network. But just search for Blackout Diaries and you'll find it. And I did see that uh, 
Matt Ryan was one of their first guests. Matty Ryan, yeah. who's an old pal of ours who's been on this program, he actually tells a great story uh, of, of drinking in Thailand. Yep. Uh, and you can yeah, find that out story. on uh, episode one of, yeah. of the Blackout Diaries podcast. Um, you've talking to, uh, you've been speaking with twins twice in two days. You did yeah. a, a, a promotional thing with the Scar Brothers yesterday. Yeah, oh, I did the Scar Brothers Monday. And, dude, you know, I, I've been surrounded by – I was the assistant <laughs> coach for my uh, daughter's um, softball team, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the statistical uh, odds of this? Two sets of identical twins. Wow. <laughs> Do you know how hard it? Yeah, four twins on the team. You know how oh. hard it is. Like, cause yeah. you'd be like, Alyssa, you're in center field. Like, and, and every twin I've ever, I don't know if you guys are this way, but when twin, every twin I've ever interacted with is flabbergasted. You can't tell them apart. You know. And they'd always be like, you know, I'm not Alyssa. What are you talking? I'm, when yeah. you're younger, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm over yeah. it now. Like yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, the other yeah. day, I walked into an, an actual account of mine. Um, to talk to the GM about some booze. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this girl's in there, and she was a waitress, and she actually used to work at the, an establishment that Patty bartended at. Oh. And she's like, oh, my God, I've missed you. How have you yeah, been? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she's I like, never really I'm like, think about that But we've met before. I've met this girl numerous times, and I'm finally like, she's like, oh, now I feel so bad. But she was like kind of buzzed up, and she yeah. kept calling me even after I corrected her two or three times, Patty. I just go with it when people I, call finally me. Finally, I go, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I haven't cared in years. If you're somebody close to me, though, then I care. Yeah. Like, But if you're somebody that you know I see every couple weeks or every three months and you see my, my sibling that often, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. But, uh, yeah. So, Sean, you start the Blackout Diaries. What gave you, like, what was the spawning moment? Where you, did you start telling well, I, drinking I stories tell on stage exactly and then say, oh, is. i got to turn this into a re- weekly so show? The Blackout Diaries is an interesting show in that it has an exact, like, causal history behind it. So I used to have a one-man show about the last ten times I nearly killed myself by accident. It was yes. called Never Been to Paris. I re- yes, okay. And the book is is essentially never been to Paris, mixed in with like historical facts about the town and so on. Okay, but I and never been to Paris ran for a few years in Chicago. I remember and, uh, a lot of drinking stories in it. And after every show, like people would want to meet me, and they would be like, "Oh, I got to tell you about the time yes. that you know I nearly died when I was drunk and we stole a tractor." You know, uh-huh. and. Like, the stories were amazing. Yeah. And I was, like, <laughs> laughing my ass. Like, my favorite part of doing the show was just getting done with the show so I could hear the, other so I could hear the stories that, like, Chicagoans would tell me. And I was like, I got to create a show yes. for these a- to come tell these stories. Yeah. And that yes. was the idea. And I pitched it to Mark Geary of the Lincoln Lodge, who's always been a great supporter of right. uh, Chicago comedy. He's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's mm-hmm. just. And it started, it was going to be a one-weekend show. That sold out. We added three more weekends. Those sold out. Uh, then we turned it into monthly, sold out, and then it became weekly. And it's been uh, weekly for 10 years now. Has anybody ever tried to do the show while blacked out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which we don't <laughs> encourage. No. Uh, we don't encourage. It's usually a pretty uh, bad set, I would think. It is. It is. You know, um, it, you know there's interesting uh, <laughs> like strategies. I always tell people, like, less is more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. a, an early reviewer... Uh, had a uh, a quote that is still my favorite description of the show. Uh, it was a lady who, uh, I can't remember her name, but she reviewed comedy for the Sun-Times, and she called it, she said, uh, it was as if I attended, I felt like I attended a reverse AA meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, there it. is a celebratory. Uh, yeah, yeah, because there is, a, what I do love about it is, like, you get these people who have never been on stage before, so they are nervous, you know? Oh, yeah. But, like, the crowd is almost as accepting and encouraging as what you would see in an AA environment. Yes, it right. is. They're That's just encouraging true. the totally wrong conclusion. <laughs> You know, where they're like, yep, you got to get back out there and just get blacked out again. I've, I've, after 20 years, one years in the bar industry as a, as a bartender, I've met so many guys that you'll talk to, you know, other patrons at the bar and they go, well, they, they when somebody blacks out, they're known by a different name and an alter ego. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, you know, oh, hey, my boss is coming in tonight. They're like, yeah, well, if Spike shows up, <laughs> it better not be good. And Spike was his alter ego. Yeah. Like for me, if I was drinking Sambuca, yeah. I was just known strictly as Billy Buca. And it was like, if Billy Buca wa- walks into the room, get out. It's yeah. curtains. He's going to yeah. turn into like an American Indian or something and try yeah. to kill you. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's going to turn into an American Indian and try to kill you. I thought I'd either kill you or poltergeist were the two things that jumped into my brain. Sean, so you make you 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 produce that show for a number of years. Do you ever get depressed listening to all the drinking stories? 
No, I love, I've always loved drinking stories. You know, kind of what you were talking about is one of the aspects I love about them. It's like this sense of like otherness, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm normally a smart guy, but I turn into this moron, you yes. know, who, um, so I love hearing drinking stories. Um, and I usually uh, have people tell, like, I'll usually, I'm like, all right, let me hear this story. And if it's just First, like, for, yeah, yeah screen it. you know, I drove drunk, uh, almost killed somebody. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't think we, this we is We got a lot of guys like that. For That's not you know? for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I do like it. I also don't. I don't like real broy glorification of drinking. Like there's right. a balance, you know. Like sure. the, yes. some of our best sets are actually from people who have quit drinking. Of sure, because they have like they don't have the bravado, you, you yes. know, and they have like the distance. Of, they have like, humility about they, it. They have a humility, but they also have like this rationalness of like now you see why I quit. You well, know? it's probably yeah. therapeutic for yeah. somebody to yeah, go yeah. out there and tell the story. Yeah. Do you I have a so. favorite uh, performer over the years? Like somebody I, who came in who just like completely knocked you out. I'm gonna tell you the. What I think is the greatest drinking story I've ever heard, which right. was told by a non-comic. He worked in the advertising industry. <laughs> okay. And this is a DUI story, which I know are not, like, very politically correct. It did, it did happen, like, over 40 years ago. So this, this, this story happened in the 1980s. This dude came in. It was a legendary performance at the show. He wasn't allowed to tell this story. This story was his best drinking buddy who went by the name The General. Yeah. Uh, he was sworn to never tell this story until The General passed away. Okay. The general passed away like the week prior, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, I've got the greatest. I didn't do it. It's a DUI story, but it's like the greatest story you'll ever hear. And okay. I'm like, all right, let's do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and he gets up there. And so this is the 1980s. The general was an actual like four-star general in Vietnam, so he was okay. wealthy. And he would go out to these poker games like out in Arlington Heights. I guess he would always like take a ton of money from Ditka yes. uh, and everything, like, yeah, like a bunch of high rollers. Uh-huh. And he's drunk, and he's coming back. And this is in the 1980s when Mad started doing Mothers uh, Against Drunk Driving. Mothers Against Drunk Driving are doing um, the sobriety checks oh. on major highways. So, like oh. on the Kennedy, they had it all down to sobriety check. And he's like, mm -hmm. they got me dead to rights. There's no way I'll pass. But he's driving like a four door Lincoln black car. Of course. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I know what to do. <laughs> and. Uh, he just goes in the back seat and he pretends to fall asleep, you know, and the line is not moving and like the cop looks and there's this limo <laughs> yeah. just with no driver with no driver. And they like they knock on it like they're like, like, wake him up like he's pretending like he can't wake up like they finally wake him up. He goes, where's Juan? And they're like, what? My driver. <laughs> yeah. He, goes, he must have thought this was a immigration checkpoint and ran into that forest. Yes. Wow. They shut down the sobriety checkpoint and send the cops into the forest <laughs> to look for Juan. Yeah. And they're like, well, you, uh, you got to get out of here. He's like, I, I'm drunk. I can't drive. You know? Yes. So they drive him to the green mill where he meets his friends and <laughs> yeah. keep looking for Juan in this forest. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Um, I wonder if they ever found him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank yep. you. It's the Beatles. She was just I seventeen. Know what you mean. Welcome back, Hoolies Hooli. Uh, I know what you mean, Joan. I know what you mean. Um, that's how I felt at the game today. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Mike Sarkowski. You should, have, you should have talked to them with a Liverpool accent. <laughs> Excuse me, girls, in my seat, you know. Right. You I have felt, to get up and leave. Well, I felt like I wanted it. I, I was kind of trying to play matchmaker. Go get a, a little bit. Go get a helmet of nachos. Well, I was. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll split it with you. The girls who were sitting with us. Beers are bloody twelve dollars. <laughs> uh, I don't even think I got their names. Mm -hmm. Of course um, not. No, but I did try to like ask questions and be like, "She's like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's your 18th birthday." Like you, uh, you guys walk the aisle for graduation, and like, when did school? Get out? <laughs> oh God! You know? I'm oh, asking. Boy. Yeah, and, I and then Chris Hansen came down the aisle. <laughs> 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 He's like, Excuse Can me, I have are a you a fan of Hobie? I was Abreu. He dressed as a beer vendor. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> are you the guy making the Jose Abreu teeth jokes? 
You you the fellow who said you'd lick Jose Abreu's teeth for five hundred dollars? And now you're talking to these two seventeen year olds. <laughs> yeah, wow. I need you upstairs in the yeah. office now. There's Walk quietly. Whole please. bunch of Cook County sheriffs. <laughs> Do not waiting. make no scenes. Make no make scenes. no scenes. <laughs> Five hundred singles, and the sequel is "Make No Scenes," starring sleeves. So Sorry. yeah, what'd you do? You ask the girls if they like videos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're a sports fan, but what else? You I make I make videos. No, I do. I'm well, a video. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a videographer. You guys want to make you're, make you're, a workout video? Reading, you are reading my mind, Clay. I'm thinking. I'm trying to make small talk, and I'm like, everything I tell them about myself is going to sound. Really creepy, right? Tell your now. friends to listen to my radio show. Exactly. Huh? I was like, you guys, uh, where'd you go to high school? I'm a producer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they're yeah. like, what's a producer? Where'd you like, go well, to high school? You know, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to Eastern Michigan for college. Play lacrosse, huh? You know, yeah. prodding questions. Can I see pictures of your driver's yeah, can license? Can I see your senior uh, picture of you playing lacrosse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of uniforms you guys got? Right. Oh, you, the team was sponsored by Under Armour, I see. That's great. You know? I like the tops. Do you like Under Armour? I like the French braids, right. girls. Listen, I've been working on a concept called sleeves. <laughs> it's just arm arm sleeves. You guys know about Vela's hairs? Right. You ever heard of... You know any... Your dad Baldwin? You ever talk about Vela's hairs? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. What kind of hair does your dad have? Right. <laughs> Thick, thin, or Vela's. Forget about you for a minute. Right. Let's talk about your old man. Right. Let me ask you, dad bald? <laughs> your brother bald? I'm looking at your arms. They got some peach fuzzy Avellis stuff on there. I'm thinking maybe your dad might be bald. How did you guess? <laughs> I'm like, go to this site on Reddit a lot called <laughs> Trestless. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Don't bring up the internet to him. No, right. Have you guys ever heard of the internet? You guys <laughs> like browsing? <laughs> right. <laughs> So as an as a you guy, guys into browsing and as stuff? a in a browsing mood, <laughs> yeah. What kind of browsers you guys use? <laughs> and, you use Google Chrome or you use Safari? Well, that was the best because as soon as those girls sat down, and the girl and I was like, "Oh, these girls are sneaking around," you know, and I made a joke of it because it was like clearly they didn't have tickets for those seats. Um, and Charlie Carey's with me and his son Jack, and those right. guys are and, and they're all sitting there and. Um, the girls moved down a little bit, like a little bit, but like right. So we had two rows, like four seats in one and then four seats in front of us. Sure. Right? And then the, the the girls who were sitting in my seats just jumped down to where Jack Carey and his buddies were sitting. Mm-hmm. So there's like two seats next to them. So they sat down next to them. So I was like the guy like behind their ear, you know, talking to them. Yeah. And I'm like trying to be like, well, you know, Jack, I'm trying to like make ma- play matchmaker. You oh, know? boy. Um, and then the, and, and then I'm like, and so I see Charlie, the, the dad upstairs, yeah. my boss, you know, yeah. and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to make matchmaker for those guys. He's like, I noticed that, you know, and I go, <laughs> I go, uh, oh, Mike has a note. Did they finally get kicked out? No, we protected them. Oh, you yeah. became their angels. We came, well, yeah, we became their angels because why wouldn't we? You know, it was the girl's 18th birthday and she was, we were like, that's cool. You guys are going to the age. I was interested if they were having more of a Ferris Bueller's day. Cause like, I'm like, well, school's not totally out yet. Cause my kids are still oh, in school. Boy. High school let out. I was wondering if they played hooky and like went and they're like, we're going to play hooky for your birthday and we're going to go down to the side game. Case? We're going to sneak in and sit like on the first baseline. Did you get these answers out of them or no? Um, somewhat, but I was trying to, I was trying to like break the ice and then make, and then try to relate it over to like you know, you things I knew about Jack and his buddies. I'm like, Oh, you know, these guys uh, over here, you know, because I'm like, these girls are probably, I can't believe we're still talking about yeah, this, but keep going. I mean, you should have, you should have sang to him. Oh, I should have, I should have uh, sang uh, some Clapton. I should have said, have you ever heard of Bitcoin the musical? <laughs> I'm going to do a number for you now for a minute, you know? Uh, you guys please mm-hmm. rate the next four right. numbers I do? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Arthur Yoria? Have, have you ever ectomorphed in your life uh, <laughs> while you were training to become a young lacrosse star at Eastern Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the things I was learning from them, you know? Stop. I go, you're a lacrosse player? I go, that was a rich kid sport growing up. You were, where are you from, though? She's like, what point? Oh, like, yeah, oh, no, okay. that's gritty. Yeah. She's that's like, the gritty lacrosse community. Right. The, that's that <laughs> gritty lacrosse player community. They got rusty nets and all that. Yeah, yeah, they got rusty nets and less than 100 grand in the bank account. 
Their mm-hmm. coach drives a 1971 Buick Skylark. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a guy. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was the fun of the game. He's a pipe fitter. But you're right, Clay. I'm starting to realize, like, as an older man, you know, and, and going through a divorce and newly single and stuff like that, like you must be careful. And I have a young, <laughs> I have a young, a daughter, you know. Uh, but I'm starting to realize, like, these girls, I would if I hadn't if they hadn't said their age to me, I would have thought they were in like their mid twenties. Oh yeah, like mid mid to like late twenties, and right. I and I and like because that's how dolled up and like dressed up they kind of were, and I was like, does that concern you? Yes, it does. What you know, you do about it. Mm, I'm, I'm therapy. Read, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, start knitting. Right, I'm gonna start start the sleeves. Yeah, start, yeah, start the sleeves thing. Right, take all the attention off the women and put it on yourself. I'm, I'll tell my therapist that. You know, <laughs> to take my mind off of young girls, I think I'm gonna start taking up knitting and uh, have an idea for a brand where it's just sleeves to the armpit, no shirt in between. Yeah. Nope, just sleeves. Weird. Yep. Weird. And then you can roll them up like socks and throw them in the sock drawer, which is nice. That is nice. It saves a lot of space. <laughs> it does. Sure. Wear them around your neck in the winter. You know? Not only are sleeves attractive and trendy, they're a space saver. Roll them up like your socks. Just Sleeves could be your company. Right, and put them in your undies drawer. Patty, CEO of Just Sleeves. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Buy this. You're listening to the best of the Hoolies Hoolie this week. Uh, we'll return after these messages. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family. Pick up or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Foxes in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150 and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Hang in there. We're almost ready for some more of the Hoolies Hoolies. Stay tuned. Hey, listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me. 
and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. On the Death Walk of Saloons that decorate Western Avenue, only the Cork and Carry Irish Pub, the soul of Beverly, sits right on a 50-yard line of Chicago's Southside Irish St. Patrick's Day Parade at 106th and Western. Generations of Southside Irish have quenched their thirst in the Cork, snuggling up to memories of family, faith, and fierce loyalty to friends. It's the jewel of this neighborhood where we celebrated weddings, christenings, wakes, and unforgettable victories. Proprietors Bill Guidi and Mike Fitzpatrick, now celebrating 20 years in business, welcome you home for a cold brew to share a good story or help you throw one hell of a party. With over 20 beers on tap and a full bar for your pleasure, this is the spot you can sink a root and get your Irish on. Cork has plenty of seating, from our private event rooms to our 300-person beer garden. Our interior space brings you back to the homeland of Ireland with our vintage photos and authentic Irish decor and Chicago memories of the good old days. So say hello to a stranger, make a new friend, fall in love, or just enjoy the company of people you forgot you knew. The Cork and Kerry continues the Southside tradition parents and grandparents brought here from the old country. Come on by the Cork and Kerry and get some. The Cork and Carry Irish Pub, 10614 Southwestern Avenue, for private parties, just pails hanging out, or intimate cocktail rendezvous. Come on home to the south side of Chicago at the Cork and Carry. Bump. That's Silk. Yeah, a very talented group of men. Freak Me, name yeah. of the song. They were like a uh, barbershop quartet. Yes. Outstanding. I have, uh, encourage everyone to watch the Freak Me video by Silk. Yeah. It's really uh, sensual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the reason for it that... It involves a man sitting in a chair talking directly to the camera. In a white jacket. Yeah, he looks actually... Wearing a lot of clothes for a... Like being indoors? Yeah, for a video about sex. Yeah, looks know? like it could be kind of warm. Oh, like, yeah, these guys probably don't even talk to each other anymore. They used to be buddies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now they're in all four Doing corners of the world. Together. Yeah. But yeah, I like that plaid jacket. That's nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, the reason that I play that song is... Uh, there's been some bumbling going on. <laughs> 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 Bumble. Yeah, the app. Apparently, I'm sitting next to a couple of bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the a bumblebee? Bum- the app Bumble. Yeah. And what is it? I, I downloaded it at the suggestion of a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's like a dating profile site. And that's an, I'm not really looking to start dating. Oh, right? lots no, of people no, are on no. it. Come on. Right? You're looking for a friend. Looking well, for a friend to hang out with. Looking for a friend to read with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's looking know? for a friend to laugh at his jokes. Put that in your profile. <laughs> Bill, you're looking for friend, too. We all are you're in some capacity. Yeah, don't be making fun of me because I look for a friend when you look for a friend, too. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm not this aggressive. You guys should offer a two-for-one two discount. This guy likes everything he sees. He's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. How do you know it's I'm not like, a good, you know, how do you know it's a real person is, is the thing. Yeah, exactly. You don't. That's why it's entertaining to some degree. Right? Yeah, because you like your picture. There's a picture of of Lady A that you're interested in, and then you meet her at Seven uh, Eleven for the big reveal, and it turns out she looks nothing like that. She's not even that person. There's a strong possibility. Well, of there's that. all kinds of but theories. There's like, about... No, there's like things through the app where you have to verify who you are. So there's like you got to do a send know. me another picture of yourself. Yep, I need another picture. Right. Your voter identification card. Send your vaccination a, card. Send me a bikini photo too. <laughs> 
that time yeah. you're in Cancun with your friends. <laughs> There's lots of them up there. Tons. There's like all these girls that write on their profiles too. If I see another guy holding a fish, and it's like, is that popular? Does it do a lot of are men just pay, holding pictures of them with huge bass in yeah. their hands? Yeah, river monsters. Single bass man. Right, single bass man. <laughs> Looking for love. Looking yep. for mud and love. <laughs> An adventure. Like, yep. I mean, it's funny because I'm like, I wonder, like, I can't see what, you know. I don't... You should hold up a dead raccoon instead. It ain't a fish. Write that on your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all right. So you're venturing into the world of forsaken uh, I made a profile. Sinfulness. I made no, a profile. And you actually did put a fake picture up that was immediately taken down. I did. I put one fake picture up of myself. And what do you took... mean? What do you mean? I will use it in an NASCAR. It's, it's very kind of world champion. No, they, so you have to put up a picture of yourself. Say about me. Here's what I do. Whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Hi hi. Uh, hi. And hi hi. That should be my profile. Hi hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you make the picture, but you got to upload five pictures of yourself, and then there's sure. like some photo verification thing. Like take a picture of yourself right now and oh, verify fancy. it's yeah. you. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, you that do gives it straight to the Chinese. That's exactly where it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's been sold that Thank instant, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, y- y- you make the profile, but the bumble, the bumble thing is the girl, the, the whim. You you get you can swipe left or right, right? You see okay. a profile, you know. Sure. Adventure seeks. You know, I'll give an example. We'll read a maybe we read a bumble in a minute. Read a bumbo. Yeah. Patty reads bumble on the next segment of Patty reads from bumble. The next sixty minutes. Anyway, you go on the app, but the, the yes. Wo- yes, the woman has to like you first before okay. before you can engage in conversation, and then she has to message you. So now you have to match. Then she's got a message. Then she initiates conversation. And then you say, "Hey, how are you? Right. Nice to meet you. I right. like coffee too, and what, adventure." What happened to uh, meeting uh, girls at at uh, bike shops and bars and uh, diners? Well, that's still that's still around. You, you know, be dating a you meet a lot of Wendy's. women in diners. I don't know if I ever had. I met in a diner. I did meet a girl like in a diner once. Movie. Like, a girl sat uh, sat next to a girl in the diner. I ended up dating her for like two years. Nah, that's not true. Like a year. Yeah, eight months. Well, good for you with your diner's experience. It was a wonderful meal as well. <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> Have I ever met a girl in a diner? Have I ever met a girl in Only the if her diner? name was Double Hash. Ooh, double with, C. With cheese. Yeah. Anyway, it's so funny. Like, when you're making the profile, of course, you're always going to be self, you know, hypercritical of what photos you want to use of yourself. Of people that you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have. Like yeah. that girl from third grade? No. Anybody I know gets a left swipe automatically. So you want stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> well, not stranger danger. A Stra- little bit. Yeah. I don't want to deal with drama of, of meeting someone that already knows, you know, someone else who's going to integrate themselves. Into my life In- too fast. No, yeah, you, it- want, you want an, out, an outsider. I'm looking for an outsider. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. A woods know. woman. A wo- yes, an outdoorsy type. <laughs> woman who climbs redwoods. Cool. <laughs> Filter climbs redwoods. Nah, Adventure. Smoker. Smoker, maybe. <laughs> Smoky, smoke friendly. How will your smoking? I have seen. I have seen. How will your smoking play into this? I have seen girls out there like smoking never, and then you see them out. You're like, I know you, and they got a lit square, like you know, eleven thirty pound in a drink. It's like, oh, you don't smoke, huh? (laughs) Not according to you, but you don't embarrass them. You're like, I saw your bumble profile. It's just, just, uh, don't try too hard. Just play cool. I'm not trying at all. I just put myself on it because I want. I wanted to amuse myself for a little while. Yeah. And uh, what's the fake picture you put on? You you doing what? Oh, no, yeah. it's just me smiling. No, there's the, one me. Well, that, fake no, about the it. fake picture. The one. Oh, that was the fake removed. picture was you put dreadlocks on. No, your I, no. The la- my last picture was a, a, a toothless Indian man giving a thumbs up. <laughs> okay, so in in the way that the the you app did, is set up, you, you can hits? scroll. You scroll. It scroll. It goes picture one, two, three, four, and the last one is supposed to be a gag jo- a gag picture. No, it isn't. Not, not, no, not, it, I wanted it to be a gag picture because yeah. I was amused by these profiles. Some people take it so serious. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know? And then other people are like, have fake names. Like, you know, it's just like, so it becomes just entertaining. Yeah. You yeah know? Sure. What do you do on it, Billy? 
<laughs> I, I don't get on it that much. This guy was like, he the first time he, had, I guess he had seen a dating app in his, you know, in his life. Have either so of you like, uh, oh, set, wow, this is interesting. Have you set up meetings with anyone? No, no, thus far? no. I've no, never been on an internet date. No, I haven't. I've never done that. Ever been on an internet date? Ever been on an internet date? Yeah, and Bill, you got to put that. Oh in. yeah, and he thrifting. Oh, yeah. That's um, a great note. I have seen that um, stuff on there where it's like I enjoy thrifting. As like hobbies for people, thrifting. But I'm a, you know, for, if you're gonna be a thrifter, you got to be a pretty thrifter. True. You know, I don't yeah. want you pretty know, thrifter. Pretty walking <laughs> down the street. Pretty, pretty thrifter. Use clothes. Yeah. Goodwill shopping. <laughs> Goodwill shoes. Oh, on don't feet. you know? Yeah. Pretty thrifter. So, um, why don't you go into the other part of the Bumble story that that was so entertaining to us all yesterday? That you like the audience, but I think we get a, a laugh out of this. Yeah. So the women who have to I like. I better go on home. Oh, it's late. late. Somebody should have me open so at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yes, it does. I better go what on home. What will I see? <laughs> a jacket from 1983. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty thrifter. Wow. Thank you. Pretty thrifter. If you had that as your TikTok, oh yeah, and on wait, can you they, you can integrate your Instagram you if into I had, the Bumble profile? Maybe you, in, you have a TikTok integrated. <laughs> I do a pretty thrifting anything, <laughs> and then I'm also going to do wear my NBA socks at too then. And Tim Werewolf. <laughs> yep. You make your Bumble profile one of the hottest channels in entertainment. PBO. <laughs> Maybe I should change my name to Tim Werewolf on the Bumble profile. Do it. <laughs> Shortstop, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. Adventure seeker. Yeah. Smoker. Right. Every like Roy Orbison fan. Current smoker. Yeah. Songwriter. <laughs> porn enthusiast. Sometimes comedian. <laughs> Songwriter or porn enthusiast. Tim Werewolf is on the program. Thanks for being here, Tim. Porn financier. Best switch hitter in the game. One of them. Yeah, um, so okay. anyway, yeah, the the whole uh, the Bumble thing is funny as hell to me. But uh, you got to tell the, the story about what happened, though, what, to Ooh, you and the happened. like that you something got. And then, Clay, I got a woman who liked me who resembled our friend Kevin Duhigg from childhood. Like, oh. Looked exactly like him. Very manly looking woman. From, oh, from the, he was a college buddy of ours, Kevin. Right. Kevin yeah. was a, is a well-built well individual. But it was such a... Yeah, he's in great shape. Yeah. Well, it was such an opposite... This this woman who matched with me was like kind of opposite of what I would ever be looking into. What was into. the match? She... So when you were... She's when missing you, a tooth? <laughs> no, dude. She was like huge, ripped. All right, like a bodybuilder almost. Get me in a headlock and just drag me somewhere. Yeah, she just wanted to break your She had pictures of her like squatting or flexing in the mirror. She's a competitive lifter. Yeah. And you're not. No. (laughs) I'm a gangly smoker. You're a third of an ectomorph. (laughs) Yeah. I got halfway through my ectomorph last year. Do you think she knows about the morphs? (laughs) She can. The morph chart? Yeah. Or Jeff? My profile reeks of it. If she knows about dental care and possible uh, muscle, me. Uh, if she listens to this show, you're out. Do you? Do you yeah, you should advertise the show. One thing I noticed on my ski trip yeah. uh, was that there's stickers. People put stickers everywhere. We got to start putting Huli Huli stickers all over the city. Oh, I like that idea. Like in, on urinals, and everywhere, stop like, signs, everything. Yeah, everything. Urinals, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> You can do the urinals. It is memorable. I go into bars and just slap them up somewhere. Make them funny and make them memorable. Right. Anyway, back to your uh, your internet love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's anyway. All right. Yeah. So, swole girl. I yeah. No, I texted it to you guys and I said, "Hey, Kevin Dayhug, stop liking my profile." (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha! Big laugh from. And I responded with one simple message. Uh, You said you yeah. You go look at this. It's like Lola, you know. By the kinks, and I go a little bit. I understand where that's coming from, and you want to play Lola, don't you? We should. I met her in the club down in Otoho, where you drink champagne and it tastes just like cherry cola. cola. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. Asked her her name and in a dark brown voice she said Lola Hello, Ellie, look 
And I always wanted to be that way for my Lola La 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 Girls will be boys and boys will be girls It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world It's up my Lola La 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 Hasn't happened yet, Clay. It might. Yep. Yep. Be weirdy. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part of Bumble is when you do get recognized. Like, I've had people recognize me, and they're like, you know, how's your radio show? Something like that. Got a, use got, it to plug got two messages show. like that, and I was like, how do you know? Just use how do you it know to plug the show. That's all you got to do. Because all it says is your first name and your age. You know, and you're like, hi, you know. Yeah, but Dude, you put, I have such, do you I have put in most... your profile that you host a radio show? No, nothing. Oh, nothing like that. I have some, some random people tell me they listen to the show. Do you really? Yeah, it's nice. Well, that, it is always nice to find out that people are actually tuned in. We love you. We love you. I hope you like our Bumble stories. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Bumblebee Nest. Well, you know, right. I think it was last it was, Last week was Valentine's Day. Patty might have been thinking Bumble, you know. Is that, <laughs> is that how this started? Do that again for me. No. <laughs> Sound like a lounge singer on a cruise yeah. ship. Sounds like her from WKRP in Cincinnati, you know? Um, yeah. It, it, no, it wasn't. I didn't get all bumbly because of Valentine's oh, Day. What's your... Okay. Uh, I got it. I did it out of boredom. What's yeah. your ultimate goal there? I don't know. Go jet skiing with like, a just, lady? Just put yourself out in the sphere. See what's out there. You know you what's know? funny is the reason you go, what's your ultimate goal? I, have you, There's all this rage I think recently. a lot of people go on because it's a confidence booster in some in some way, right? If you're having a hurdle through in life or you're, you know, you're getting over a relationship, you're getting into a new one, you don't know what you're doing yet. You're like, all right, well, what is this? And you're older, you know, are you necessarily looking for that? You don't, you don't even know for yourself yet, but right. you got it. You kind of have to take a first step of some kind, right? So that's why I logged on and, and made a profile just to see what it was like. Profile. Have you guys and seen been, and Clay? It's been funny as like I, I, as long as you're laughing with it, right? If you get taking it too seriously and you're going, ah, I can't get no likes on Bumble, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then back it, to LinkedIn. Then back to <laughs> LinkedIn you go. All right, welcome back. That's the end of the program. I do want to thank our sponsors again: the Cork and Carry Irish Pub, Fox's Beverly Pizza, Flood Brothers Disposal, Madden Funds and Guinness Irish Stout. I hope you enjoyed uh, all my uh, bumbleisms and uh, stories from this week. Uh, I'm slowly crawling out of my shell, and I hope uh, that Billy will be back here next week with me and that he enjoyed his trip down to uh, Winnicani, where he goes fishing every year. I do want to send thoughts and prayers out to all my friends in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, uh, after Hurricane hit them. It's pretty awful. Uh, our lovely friends, the Sabulas at Doc's Beach House, have been hit hard, and Unfortunately, Docs has been leveled, um, so I'm hoping that they'll rebuild, and I want them to know that uh, we're going to be behind them 100%, and anything we can do to run a fundraiser or anything like that to help them out is definitely on top of mind with us. And if you've enjoyed this episode, you can find archives if you go to hibernianradio.org or search for us on iTunes for Hooli's Hooli Show. Bye.